0: Hi, I'm Jim, and I'm David, and this is the Practical Guitars Podcast, the podcast for people who eat, sleep, and breathe guitar. Hi, Jim.
1: Hello, David. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good today.
0: Got some big stuff coming on the podcast, don't we? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I was singing, I was singing Journey today.
0: Uh, Yeah, so um, I I had a very late night, Friday night, you guys will all find out about it, probably not this episode, not next episode, but maybe the episode after that, or maybe the episode after that. Right. So, about four on down the line. Got some really big episodes coming. I think I mentioned it in the group, wanted to mention it now, just so everybody knows to stay tuned. Yep. So anyway, if you are listening regularly, you can join the Practical Guitars Facebook group. Um, we're going to be pulling a lot of information out of there for tonight's episode. Um, and as always, uh, feel free to review us on iTunes. Um, any reviews we get on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Store, any of those things, all help us because it uh, boosts us up in the search listing. So, sure. um, and then you can actually, uh, if you want to talk to us directly, um, you can reach out to us at the Practical Guitars Podcast at gmail.com so
1: and we just happen to have an email at the practical guitarist yes we do com that we wanted to talk about so why don't you john, read that john
0: osborne uh one of our listeners sent us an email and he says i was wondering if one of your podcasts you could address the dilemma i'm having i'm looking at upgrading my amplifier i'm a hobbyist who pretty much only plays at home and might get to jam with some friends once in a while I am a single dad of a three-year-old, so things to consider are being able to get a great sound at low volume, and still, while still having good sound on the occasion, I do get a jam. Ease of use is at a premium. I could go on, but I wanted to keep this somewhat concise. Could you guys make some recommendations, or at least give us some food for thought? I am leaning towards the Katana or the Bracebreaker 007. Thanks, I am a big fan. And we appreciate your email, John uh we i i already replied back and let know we'd be addressing this on the next podcast so here we are
1: awesome so we'll get this out as soon as possible so john doesn't wait too long this is email yeah. <laughs> i know how it can be well wow. 10 years later
0: yeah all right i'm going to blo- blo- i'm going to blow this i'm going to blow this uh, the lid off this right out right up front yep i have had a lot of really low wattage practice amps yep. over the years Yep. I've had a PV Rage. I've had a, a, a Vox Pathfinder, which I still own. I have had um, the the Epiphone Valve Junior. I've had the Vox AC-5, the old TV front one they made. Yep. I have had... Oh, gosh, I know there's others. I had the Blackstar HT, HT-5. Is it 5 or 1? I, I think it was the 5. Um, I've also had... Jeez, and it's is... And At this point, I'm like I'm trailing off because I I've had a, a lot of them. Um, I will I will start by shedding some advice and saying, look, a lot of people are are firmly in the if you're going to go low wattage, just get a tube amp count. If if volume is an issue, don't look for a low wattage tube amp. Bassbreaker 007 is going to be too loud to get to get broken up tones. And as far as I know, that's not a master volume amp. So
1: it has a okay. So I'm looking at it now. Um. It does have a master volume. So Does it? Yeah, and uh, I just want to say this about Okay, so I played all of the base breakers with the exception of the W07. I was unimpressed with all of them. All of them. I Actually liked them. I thought that they were a little I mean unless you're looking for a particular it, they're kind of a one-trick pony is what I mean. Sure. In, sure. Yes. Yeah, no, and that I give you. Right. In this context, if I'm a hobbyist I'm looking to get some different tones out of these things. If you're talking now which which katana was mentioned? Uh none.
0: And okay. There was no particular mention. Jim and I have an affinity for the 100 watt katana if I if I recall.
1: Yeah, I the 50 or the 100 watt katana. But if you're going to honestly, if you're just going to um jam with others the 100 watt is great. If you're just going to use it Yeah, if you were going to use it as a lunchbox amp to have everywhere, the mini is great. Yeah. Um I had I have the 100 watt um, I like the katana. I like the um, I like the Mustang three GT
0: three. Um, A lot of those small amps are killer. That Yamaha THR line is good
1: too. Yep, yep. The Yamaha THR lines are killer. I have they're really... blowing
0: those out. Those Line Six amplifies, the ones that are made for for whole room sound. Yep. They're blowing those out right now at
1: Guitar Center for like two hundred bucks. I just as far as the I mean the um the blue the bass breaker goes. The upside of the Bass Breaker series is number one, the the double O seven has a treble boost, which is nice, and it does have a master volume, and it does have um a line out. Um, I don't know if um you can uh, turn off you can turn off the speaker Right, it's got a little speaker. What is that, A that? Is 10-inch speaker or an 8-inch speaker in there?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if there's a if there's a uh, a, a speaker defeat on. I don't know if there's a speaker defeat on that or not.
1: Yeah, so I'm wondering if you can defeat the speaker it, it, probably when you use the seat that's just it when the line out goes is the speaker defeated. I don't know. So probably question, not. I doubt it. Yeah, these are this is probably even at 7 watts. It's probably too loud. Too loud. Even, even seven watts with ten inch speaker is probably going to be too loud.
0: To put to put it in perspective, a five watt tube amp, okay, and this is not. I'm not going to go into the acoustic science and stuff that's involved here, but in my estimation, a five watt tube amp is loud enough to gig without a drummer. So if you're in a yeah. club and you want to play like an electric guitar next to an acoustic guitar, who's got his you know acoustic amp running, like five watt amp is going to be more than you need. You it's basically as loud as a horn player. It's loud.
1: Yeah, 5-watt, you know, you've got to put your perspective. I mean, early on, okay, so the, the, the big 100-watt amps weren't, weren't really prevalent until guys like um, Townsend and Hendrix and Clapton were looking for 100-watt amps. Before that, guys were playing horn bands with 15-watt amps. And you're talking 15, 16, 15 to 60-watt amps. You're talking about, um, you know, most of them in 40 watt category, going up against a whole orchestra of horns, you know, or cool. I, I shouldn't say against, but with, yeah, and 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 doing it well, and in yeah. fact doing and doing it clean,
0: yeah, that's the thing. Like you gotta you gotta imagine right. it they're doing
1: jazz, it, it wasn't it? Was, right? It wasn't rock. They weren't looking to break those up. They were getting nice loud, I and mean, that's what Fenders are famous for. The bass breakers. What I do like about them, if you want a lot of low end. You want a you want a good presence. That's there, um, but it's kind of a
0: lower, chunkier version of a Fender amp, which makes it sort of
1: Marshally. Yep. Um, I can say okay. Having played all of the of the favorite, with the exception of the Viper, I've played all of the favorite um, uh, modeling amps myself. <sighs> the Katana is actually the loudest of all. As far as the lowest volume, I can turn I can turn the um, Marshall code and the Fender GT and the Fender Mustang. If you can get a Thunder Mustang V2, Mustang 3, you you've got more than enough to play with your friends and you can turn it all the way down. And you can stick the headphones on and it's gone. And that's the same with all of them. And I think the katana, yeah, the katana also, if you put the headphones on, it's gone. But it is the one that, if you unplug those headphones, it is the loudest of all three when it comes to um, the minimum volume.
0: You think even in the one watt mode or whatever it's got, because I know it's got the selectable wattage.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah,
0: because I didn't think I didn't think mine was that loud at
1: all. Like I could in get the it one one down to the mode. point where I wasn't waking you know what, my wife up. You know what I didn't like about the one watt mode? That's fine, but you can't really get any cl- good cleans out of
0: it. No, no, not really. But I mean, the thing is, like, here, here, here's my take on this. So I, like I said, I've had all the, the cheap. Two amps, the the low end five watt, you yeah. know, practice tube amps, including the the class five, which the class five is not a practice amp. Like I, I've actually kind of been looking for one. There's a reason the prices on those are going up as time goes on because those are really cool little amps. Yeah. But um, to put it in perspective, I had the Katana. The Katana stuck around the longest. It was the one that I was the most fond of. Yeah. Um, I had the hundred watt one by twelve. I only sold it because I had too much feature overlap with the Helix after I got that. Um, but that being said, I mean, if I, if I had to go back, in fact, I was looking this weekend at, uh, amplification, maybe we'll get into that later this episode. Um, and I was looking at, at different amplification options for the, uh, Sweetwater thing. And I was like,
1: well, you know, I, I could just buy another Katana and I wouldn't be unhappy. I'm probably going to drag a mini. I, I'm probably going to, you know, I, I, keep coming right back to my Blackstar fly free for the, for the Sweetwater thing. Probably what I'm going to bring. They're really cool. There's no reason. I almost bought one of them. Yeah. Um, So the katana one, one, it's half watt. It's not one watt, but you were right. Um, I just didn't find the one, the half watt setting, all that great. Um, But I, yes, it does have a headphone out. That's right. What I like about the hundred, you're going to get the katana, get the hundred versus the fifty. The hundred has an effects loop. Yep, and believe me, yeah. eventually you're going to want a Fex loop. Because the nice thing about the Katana is that it's not a modeler. It's a true amplifier. It's modeling. It's not a modeler in the, in the sense that it's trying to be everything, like the Fender and the Marshall and all the other ones. No, it basically it's, gives
0: you four tones out of the box that are really solid.
1: But there are ways you can hack into it. There are hacking uh, modes. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of people that are kind of complaining and saying, "Well, they they told us that the katana was a solid state front end, and it turns out it's more digital front end." And it, there's a whole like big shenanigan discussion about it. To yeah. be honest, with you, proof in the pudding, the katana sounds really good. Yeah. When I bought my katana, I was looking at um, who is the the big uh, one of the big boutique guys right now? I was playing some boutique amp at, at Guitar Center in the Platinum room, and I was like, "Man, I really wish I could just buy one of these." And then I was like, you know, I don't want to spend this on a practice app. I already have a Mark V at home. Like, what do I need this for? Right. So I walked downstairs in Guitar Center and I plugged into a Katana, and I was like, well, that gives me about fifty to seventy-five percent of what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I I picked one up. Um, I also have played the Marshall Code since then, and honestly, if I had to do it over, the Marshall Code's pretty compelling. Um, no effect loop though on the on the small one there.
1: And the yeah, you got to get up into the hundred watt. And the um. But that's the same with the with the um, katana. Katana. That's the same with with the fender, and that's the same, like I said, with the code.
0: Um, now, if you have cash to burn, yep. I mean, there are tons of wattage selectable tube amps in the um, in the you know seven hundred and up category that are really really good. Like I have the Mark Five Twenty Five. All the mesas that they make in the twenty five watt category are switchable down to five watts or one watt, depending on which model you get um they're 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 fantastic values
1: The other thing you've got to consider when you're buying these practice amps is you're going to spend anywhere between seventy and a hundred dollars on a foot switch yeah um, yep. if you want everything the katana's foot switch is a hundred bucks Yeah.
0: and Just it's hard to get and it's hard to get too
1: yeah it and there, none of them are easy to get. The Mustangs is easiest. I at least see it in my local guitar set. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. The other option, um, which you may not have considered yet, if you're looking at modelers like um, the Katana, is to get one of the maybe the previous generation line six uh, floor modeler, like the HD 500 series, and a PA yep. wedge.
1: Yep. Yeah, because you can ta- get a PA wedge for what? $100. Yeah, I
0: bought um, two this weekend at 160 bucks a piece, and they sound pretty freaking good.
1: Yep. So if you get an HD, say the HD 500, right? Those are going for what 400 and something bucks now.
0: Yeah, I think I saw them I think I saw them yesterday, <clears throat> used at Guitar Center for 200 bucks. Yeah, used they go for two two fifty. So that's the same price as uh, as a Katana right there for like 360 bucks. You've got a really viable practice rig that you could show up to a gig with. Yep. And get away with it if you had to
1: yeah the beauty of it is that um uh the hd 500 yeah so the hd 500 um and i believe that has xlr as well as uh yep um as well as uh quarter inch so you can um I, I, honestly if i was in a position to do this right now i would buy an hd 500 and i would get a um, floor wedge because the hd 500 can go into anything Um.
0: Yeah, it has pretty much every connectivity option you can think of, except so, for maybe loops.
1: Yeah, and and well, it has. Yeah, it does have a loop now. Well,
0: uh, yeah, I thought I thought they they added one or something. Yeah,
1: they have a stereo loop, so you have a left and right loop. Um, so you can do it Which, a mono loop or a stereo loop
0: which is nice on those units because you can patch in a distortion box or whatever you want that.
1: And that's relatively new to the HD 500. I love the new color coding. I love the, you know, I had an HD 500. It's the X now, by the way, you got to make yeah. sure you get the X, Um, the old HD 500 that did not have the looping and everything else. I like the, I like the new one. I would probably, I know I've talked about doing the, um, uh, the helix like you do, but the, I've been thinking about if I get a if I get one that's just a backup for my amp. This would probably be what I got.
0: Yeah, if you're going for a backup rig, like that's more than adequate. In fact, I was thinking about getting an HD 500 for backup, but I'm not. I I'm not gigging enough to need it, so I'm not worried about it right now. Um, you start I did...
1: opening the, for those national acts. You'll have to.
0: Yeah, like the never mind. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later <laughs> on that episode. Um, yeah, when that that episode in the next couple. Yep. Um, I bought so that we'll segue a little bit into from this from this question, and then it, I'll bring up what I bought this weekend. So I went to uh, I went to Guitar Center yesterday after this big convention I went to, okay. and uh, I bought a pair of uh, Alto TX10 uh, powered speakers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I bought those in lieu of uh, smaller practice amps for going to uh, the Sweetwater Gear Fest, and we're going to have a jam at uh, the place that I rented, um, hopefully. and um with some other podcast personalities and stuff involved um but i bought those because they were cheap number one number two they didn't sound too bad like i tried the eights the eights weren't doing it for me and i almost just walked away at that point but then the guy put on some uh, mastodon through the tens and i'm like yeah for 169 bucks that's pretty compelling
1: so i bought a pair of them yep for one of the things to consider i didn't think about this until afterwards is you can get a powered monitor like studio monitor, yeah, powered studio monitor, and use that sure. for home. And so you can get, let's see, Boss makes uh, or Bose makes Companion Two series for a hundred bucks. Um, but you can, unless you've really got to go stereo, you can get a decent um, monitor for hundred fifty bucks. Hundred fifty. Yeah, you just need a speaker, a, a good flat speaker to play it through. Um, yeah. especially if
0: you're going modeling. You know i know I know that like the guitarium companies want to sell you on this idea that they're putting flatter speakers and and flatter response out of these amplifiers, but i I still get this sinking feeling like I had a line six Blackstone three x l and they're like, oh, it's flat response, but it still had a Celestian in the back of it, yep. and I'm going, I don't know guys, like I don't know if I believe what you're telling me here yeah. um." I don't know. It, but but I think if you go to one of the full-range amps, like the Amplify, the, the Yamaha THR, um, you might have a better experience with that kind of a flat response type system. Yep. What 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 I found interesting about the Katana, though, is it's not flat response. It uses a conventional guitar speaker that they had designed specifically for that amp, and that speaker does not sound bad. Right. I know there are some guys that are swapping them, but I, I don't think they sound bad at all.
1: And then you've got, of course, you've got your floor monitor options. Um, so, under $200, you've got the, you know, you've got the Behringers that, um, you know, you're not, you're not gigging. Um, sure. And you've got the ones you can put up on a, on a stick, you know, the, um, uh, the JBLs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you can get the JBLs or the, uh, who makes custom? I kept, I kept trying to think of, I haven't been able to find one in here yet because I'm a Sweetwaters thing, but.
0: Yeah, custom, C- custom Har- doing- Harbinger. Harbinger. I would by Harbinger. That's Guitar Center brand. Yep. Um, but the Altos were good. And, and even the guys at the store were like, yeah, he's like, every time we crank one of these up, he's like, I'm really shocked by what you get for your money out of these speakers. Yep. So we'll see how they, we'll see how they last for
1: me. Um, I know that we use, we use customs on the floor when I'm playing live, and easily I could take one of those customs, put an HD 500 into it, um, and run it all day long. Yeah, and that would be my because you're not going to get the thing. You have to remember is that you're not going to get um, a guitar. You don't need a guitar speaker when you are modeling because mm-hmm. when you're modeling, it's already modeled. It's already modeled, right? So really, the, effectively, they're just turning you into digitally turning you into a um, your own CD, so to speak. If if we look at it that way. I mean, um, so unlike a guitar amp that needs a guitar speaker, you know, so you don't need a Celestian thirty um, watt greenback because you're not gonna get you're not gonna get out of it what a Celestian thirty watt greenback. As a matter of fact, it would probably sound like shit um, with a modeling in, amp. And <laughs> w-
0: now I'm I'm gonna date myself here, not you know like go out on a date with myself, but I'm gonna but I'm gonna age myself. Um, when I bought <laughs> every minute, takes another minute off our lives. <laughs> when I, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna ramble for a minute. I do Uh, so when I bought my PV Rage 15, yep. which would have been back sometime in the early part of the last decade, um, it had an input on it for tape/slash CD, and so it had like the CD Walkman input, which we now call an auxiliary input. Yeah. But, um, the reason why I bring this up is because. I remember putting CDs through that thing and going, "Why do they sound so awful?" Yep. Because you're running it through a guitar right. speaker. Yep. So the 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 advantage is if you're a hobbyist or like home player and you jam along with CDs, to going to a full range system like a like a modeling unit with a with a power PA speaker, is you can run your CD player into it and it's going to sound fine. And it, it's you're not going to The other thing is if you have two people plugged into the same
1: PA speaker, Yep. It doesn't sound terrible because it the, the speaker's not fighting. It's it's designed to do that. Right. And uh so there's a lot of there's a lot of advantages to that. What I was gonna add to it is that there are um I, I remember putting it was my Zoom pedal. I'll date myself. Yeah, Zoom, I
0: had a Zoom five oh five two myself.
1: Yeah, Zoom had an early uh guitar multi effects pedal, and I bought one. And it was, like, their earliest one. But it had a little tape in, and like you said, it sounded like crap coming out of my guitar amp, because it was coming out of a um, Fender um, DeVille. (laughs) (laughs) As it was, the Zoom pedal wasn't exactly made for that DeVille. Oh, no. (laughs)
0: They were not good-sounding devices. (laughs) They're still, in my opinion, not the best-sounding devices.
1: No, I mean, but if if you're sending one to a set of headphones, and you're a beginner, and and just a hobbyist. That's not, let's not put sure. down. That's the thing. I don't like to put down gear at other levels because, again, yeah, I would poo poo if somebody showed up to gig with a line six spider. I would ask, what the f- are you thinking? Right? I What'd, saw that the other day. Yeah, I know. That's why I was saying it. We could talk about that <laughs> a little bit. Why would you gig with that? But if you're going to be, and oh my gosh, you know that guy that you can't stand? the the, the podcaster what he was talking about he's always slamming on line six amps but Mm -hmm. so why would you bring that to a gig yeah but if you're going to play that in your bedroom cares who really cares right right if you like the sounds you're getting out of it um that's one
0: thing i i do think that there's a a little bit of leeway here because because i i do agree completely with the idea that you know, things have a purpose. And so if yeah. you're not looking to spend a lot of money, there's a reason these inexpensive amps exist. However, I want to make it clear that if you're serious about guitar and you're wanting to develop your skills, it might make sense to save up a little bit more money and get something a bit nicer because not only do you get more options, but you start to develop your ear for that sound quality.
1: That's right. And not, oh, and more options is not always better. No, 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 no. And it always <laughs> depends on you. For so, one person, a martial Code might be the best... Um, option for another. I can tell you right now, but if you want low bottom end and cri- nobody does Fender like Fender, nobody models Fender like Fender. Right. If you want a Fender modeling amp and you like Fenders, I would get a, a Mustang GT or I would get a Mustang V G two or V two. Sorry, Victor two. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother with anybody else. I'd just get those. If you want simplicity in um in an amp like that, I get the Katana because it's it's just like having four. Um, Simple little amps, a little built-in delay and reverb. The, the Katana for the price, too, is outstanding. Uh, but I'll tell you something else that the Mustang has built in that you can't beat. The Mustang, if you get the, if you get the foot pedal, the Mustang has a looper built in. And that's, that's any of the GTs. That's the GT40. Yeah,
0: the Katana does not have that.
1: Um, and lastly, the code. The code, again, um, if you like Marshall and you like Marshall's sounds, which are a little more gritty. Then uh, and a little more, um, what is that? High mids, yeah. Um, then uh, you definitely want get the code. So, but the code does not as much as much as the Marshall wants you to believe they do Fender well. They don't as much as Fender wants no. you to believe that they do Marshall well. They don't. They do so not. It's really which one do you like? And you know,
0: and the Katana is somewhere in the middle. By the way, it's yeah. not really either either or. So, no. just in case you're wondering, it's got some some. Marshall pedigree in it and it's got some Fender pedigree in it. And it's it, what I I mean I, I personally right now, if I had to pick between the katana or the base breaker I'd buy the katana. Yep. Hands down.
1: Yep. No questions asked. But that's me. But if I had to choose between the basebreaker and the and the Mustang, I'd choose the Mustang.
0: Yeah, I would too, I think. Because if I was as doing much as what like, he's doing. As much as I like the base breaker, it's not a versatile amp. Um and if I only had to, it's like if it's a desert island kind of scenario, I want something that's versatile. You know, I buy a Rivera. I mean, uh, I would buy a uh, <laughs> get a Friedman. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not not Friedman. Not for versatility. Hell no, no way. I know. I was F- Friedman is a JCM eight hundred on steroids. Yep, that's, period. That's
1: what, <laughs> a JCM eight hundred meets a plexi. Yeah, and they had a baby, and thus is the uh, Friedman. But yeah, I wouldn't. I, I you know, and again, Marshall Bender begat Marshall. I mean. If you yeah. look at it, Marshall, Jim Marshall, was trying to make fenders in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. trying to make fenders. The What was it? Not the basement. Was it the basement? I don't remember now. I just know he was making fenders. He and the funny thing them. is, for me, the high watt beats them all. Yep. Well, for you, the high <laughs> watt beats them all. I like the Hughes and Kettner. I can tell yeah. you right now that if you're looking for one that you can you can throw out the uh, thing, but of course it's a lot more money, um, is the Hughes and Kettner. I've got the uh, 18 Tube Meister. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, those are and pretty cool. You can turn features. the
1: speaker off. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to make sure that speaker's in the off position if you have it not hooked up to a cabinet. But you can hook that thing up to a four by twelve, a two by twelve, you know, any any eight uh, ohm. Be-
0: before we address our next question, um, with with Jim saying, cause I think a lot of people don't realize now how many guitar players are going into clubs and they're plugging in. Ahead directly to the board, yep. and they might even have an empty cab on stage. Like I've seen it; it's yep. it's crazy.
1: Um, it's, you know, if you get a chance to go to um, see a a band in a smaller club, and I'm not talking about your cork sniffing um, local bands. I'm talking about go see a pro, but in an intimate environment. Whether if you're on the East Coast, you get a chance to go see um, uh, Daryl's house. You know they still yeah. have people to go see that, or so, um,
0: somebody like uh the somebody like the baked potato or something like that.
1: Yep, on the West Coast, the baked potato, great thing because then you can go up and you can ask because more and more people are using IRs. Mm-hmm. Why, do you, why do you think Wampler's looking at? I bet you the next thing Wampler does is IRs. Yeah, I bet. I'm I'm wondering about
0: because he's been talking about it for months. I'm sure he's working on something. Yeah, um, but it's. So the I yes, I agree completely. Uh, I saw a guy the other night um who had been a you know dedicated half stack Marshall user for the better part of his career and he was playing a DV Mark amp the other night. Yeah. And and it was just that. The empty cabs and a DV Mark.
1: Well, even in the 80s a lot of those cabs were empty and even these days a lot of those cabs, it's not so much that they're empty, they're not turned on because you have to have backups. Because, let's face it, those cabinets are not, they never were, and they're not designed all that great for movement um, in and out. I mean, we don't put them through the rigors at these, well, we aren't lugging them onto an 18-wheeler and what's, cracking a
0: mic off. And, what's, su- what's super cool, though, is you go to one of these venues and you see a guy doing that, yep. and you hear how little volume is going on on stage. Yep, It's hysterical. The only thing you can hear is the drums. Yeah. And then you know you're standing by the cat the the, uh, the column PA or whatever, and you're like, oh my god, it's loud. But then if you like go like two steps left, you're like, there's nothing.
1: There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, believe me, I've been. <laughs> so many people, they're like, you can't hear that. <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, the other <laughs> thing is because of lights, you can't see that. No, I can't. All I can see is lights. Um, the uh, oh shoot, there was something that you said uh, about that 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 struck me. Oh. <clears throat> Um yeah, get it if you get a chance, um go to a small setting, see um a jazz player or a blues player, somebody that's got a little more um clout somebody who's that's how they make their living. Right. Everybody Even if it's that. your local most popular band. Yeah, and then ask the questions. These guys love to talk gear. Believe me, everybody loves to talk gear. Yep. Look at what we're doing right now. It's freaking Monday afternoon, we're talking to gear we will thinking about the fun things you can do on a Monday afternoon. Thinking about them right now. Yeah, my taxes. I, What's that? Taxes. <laughs> yeah, my tax. I haven't done my taxes yet. Holy shit, Jim! I know. I get money back every year. I'm not really worried about it. <clears throat> because you can do your taxes late as long as you get money back. But I do. <laughs> I do them on time every year. But it's usually the very. I mean, literally. Oh, geez, I got 15 more minutes. I guess I should hit send. Yeah, you're like you're like <laughs> taking them. To, or, oh no, so. So
0: I got my – here's my tax story. I was a contractor for a number of years, and so I had to file my own taxes and, and yep. uh, pay the, the self-employment tax, which is horrendous. Yep. And uh, so every year, I would wait till the last possible minute to do my taxes, and then I would take them to the post office like an hour before the final pickup yep. <laughs> and fight the horde. <laughs> this oh, was the mailbox.
1: I remember the first time, the, the one and only time I had to pay taxes, something happened. I had to put taxes. Oh, I had to pay mail. a lot of them. And I go to stuff them in the in the mailbox, and every mailbox I went to was stuffed full yep, well, because this was back before you could do them online.
0: They literally when I used to do it, they used to have a guy standing there with a mailbox, and you threw it in the box and he would take it and throw it in the bin and then get another one
1: yep yep <laughs> it was it was just uh so anyway the 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 moral of the story is there's no right answer, but i would I would stay away from. And it really depends. Also, you didn't tell us if you have a pedal board and if you're going to be using a pedal board, because that's that's also a um, consideration.
0: Yeah. So, you know, if, if you want to have further discussion in the group, just bring it up on Facebook or send us another email and we'll and we'll respond to you directly. But I or hope perfect. we addressed your question. Or John. Maybe
1: we could get you on the on the show. And talk yeah, to you directly. for sure. Um, so next thing, um, we had a couple of things I thought was interesting, uh, one of the guys said, listening to the current episode right now, you're talking about relicking a guitar. I shot my first guitar with a crossbow. Yeah,
0: that that's, uh, <laughs> that's a friend of mine. Yeah, he, 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 I have played this guitar.
1: Um, this, is, this is interesting. He asked if it counts as a relic. I think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> a relic, job, A
0: purposeful relic, no less. Yes,
1: yes. Um, that was Dan Kish. Um, uh, Jason Fuzzmonger. That I got myself through two years of college uh music theory using just musical patterns, intervals, and translating the letters afterwards. Yeah. That's yeah. how I do it. I work backwards. From what
0: most people All do. you have to know is the first letter of a phrase. Yep. The first you know note name of a phrase, and then you can just figure the rest out. So that's,
1: yep, I, I do it. Um I guess they call that what do they call it? Nashville notation or something, Nashville notation.
0: Yeah, well that's the that's the number notation. But <clears> basically <throat> like if you look at a let's so say you see uh, um you see a C on the staff, and you see the next note is like a skip, you're like, that's that's an E, Yep. and then you say the next note is a skip, and that's a G, and then the next note is a skip, so that's a B, yep. you know, that's, you can do it that way, too.
1: Yeah, and you just gotta make sure you're looking over on the other end is a sharp or flat.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, it, you learn your keys, that's one thing you probably do want to do, is to learn how many sharps and flats are in each key. Yep. I don't recall that, but I know I did it at the time.
1: Yeah, like, um, what is it, G has one sharp, and all that, you gotta yeah so got to memorize those and and one of the things that's one of those things you just got to sit down and memorize it's really not that hard you only got to memorize eight of them. Seven, seven. yeah so um the other 12, 12 of them jim oh yeah you got flats if you look at it that way you got you got 12 plus 5 you got 17 yeah. cuz you got flats yeah. and sharps yeah okay. or the double oh, double flats so yeah and then you got double flats and double sharps yeah. well those All are right, the notes right. within the key yeah. i i had one you know um uh, I, had, I was listening to a thing the other day that was, it was talking about the, um, uh, the chords in the scale. We should, do, we should talk about that next time.
0: Yeah, that's good. We can talk about chordal harmony. Yeah, yeah because right.
1: talking about, hey, if I want to go from the one to the five, do I just go one, four, five, or can I, how can I get to the five without well, doing off, the standard tropes, you know what I mean?
0: You sit down and you draw a circle of fifths. <laughs> the circle
1: of fifths. Have yeah, you seen that? Because it's the circle of life, <laughs> the guitar grimoire. <laughs> the guy sits there. He's like he's like this this wizard of guitar. I am the wizard of guitar, and I, this is the guitar grimoire. And then he boringly goes over all of the notes. Yeah, he tried so hard to be interesting, and it was still so effing boring. And it, it's not his fault. It's just that the the stuff is dry. I fell asleep yeah. every time. Unless I you're watched it.
0: unless you're actually doing it, like it's dry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep, so um, another question we had, um, a couple of people didn't understand it, I think, I think we finally got to it, was uh, um, a person's trying to play 1, 4, 5, and C major, which is C, F, and G, okay? and um, they want to play uh, the flat second degree. What makes the chord quality? I'm not sure what that means, the chord quality, because technically speaking, there is no diatonic flat second no, not diatonically, uh, unless you're. To, you see the the thing is, it's diatonic to a to a chromatic scale.
0: So wait. So we're but talking not, about if, if So he's talking about flat in second. So he's talking yeah. so in, in, in C major that would be a D flat. Correct. There's then you're talking about a modal progression there. Correct. If you do that, and, or or you're talking or you're just changing the root note of a of a normal D chord.
1: Or you' which would be
0: an augmented chord.
1: You could augment. You could modulate. Period. You um, could use it as a passing tone. Everybody, there's tons of um, ways to use a um, a non diatonic. That's what we were talking about. You can use them as passing tone, right? I, I often, if
0: I got to, if I got to use that as a bass note yeah. because it fits with some part of the music, what I'll try to do is invert a chord yeah. and then maybe pick one that's like a, a close relative right. of yes. the scale, so that at least it sounds cool. Like and you, it, mean, you can use it to build a lot of tension in music to do things like that, right?
1: Yeah, I just don't see how the the flat second would be helpful unless, like I said, you were just... Like, if I was moving between the 1 and the 3, or even... I don't know where the flat... I mean, I've used a flat 7. They're not a flat 7. A 7 or a flat 7. Either one, to get to and from the root note. Because you kind of move into it. But I'm not sure where you'd be going, unless you were coming down to the i'm not sure yeah. where a flat where a flat second would come in that'd be interesting know, yeah. to hear it musically i guess it would be an
0: interesting yeah i mean thing. i've used it i know i have but it's yeah. never been like it's always been part of another chord yeah not necessarily not as like its own a d flat you know right. a, d like flat a d flat triad chord,
1: right a d flat triad chord. where again you probably use a diminished right
0: yeah, or you use a diminished or you use a, a dominant 7th yep. or you use a 13 or uh which a is a flat 13 or something like that.
1: Right, I was going to say a flat 13 or a um I guess a flat 9 flat.
0: Nine. Yeah, that would work too. Yeah.
1: So, <clears throat> that's an interesting question. It would be interesting to find out um maybe Robert uh if you posted something musically that you thought uh would be um what you were talking about because Again, I'm not sure what you mean by the chord quality.
0: Yeah, I mean, usually when I hear that, I think major minor. Yep. That's, that's typically what I'm, what I'm hearing with a chord quality kind of discussion. Yep. And once you start getting into those things that are a little bit more unorthodox, your chord quality really extends beyond major minor because I've seen like major, m- minor, major seven or stuff like right. that, where you have a minor third and a major seventh. Like those chords exist, and that's really not
1: conventional chord quality. Correct. Not that they right. Not that they're not. Not that they're unused, but certainly that the. Uh, and then at that point, one has to be careful. We want to be expressive with music, but one has to be careful. What am I trying to express? What am I trying to say? I think that was something that we we were trying to key in on last time. If yeah, I'm going a to whole- play this, what am I trying to say with this? Um, am I trying to express the color orange? Am I trying to make you sad or happy? Am I trying to m- get your attention with something so out there that it goes, Bleh, "Listen to this." There's a there's a
0: movement in music, and I, and I think that part of this is because so much of music has become you know the realm of academia. Right. Um, but there's this there's movement in music right now of people doing the avant garde thing who who are so into using the rules of music theory that they forget that the sound of the music is really what you need to be developing. And in a lot of cases, yes, you can do that. You can make avant-garde music that doesn't sound like anything that you want to hear. And that's fine. There's a context for that. But just understand that the average listener, they don't see it that way. They want to hear harmony. They want to hear dissonance. They want to hear the interplay between them. And so it's about developing a musical idea And a musical idea is one that tickles the ear in a way.
1: Yeah, and I I, want to make a good point um, right with that. It's just like the discussion that Dave and I are having at this moment. I can say everything like this. I can speak like this. And my words are the same. But that doesn't mean, right, exactly. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, See what I mean? And we all know that person. They all (laughs) are. They all are. I mean oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I literally you know what's funny is just as an because uh, squirrel. Um I, I went to college, um I had a an um teacher like that that was just like the ALR guy. They were related that's and what's funny is I don't know if you know Ben Stein is actually an accountant, right? Or went yeah went to school, yep. school for an economist. Yeah, economist, that's it. Well, my um, teacher was an accountant.
0: He not was wonderful.
1: a CP. but he was one of those guys. Could not get his CPA. Could not pass. He was the smartest guy, but for some reason, he could not pass that CPA. He couldn't take tests. Yeah, I think that was it. Because he was There's a lot of people like that. I mean, he was really smart, but he could not pass. It. But that's that's a side point. My point is, you know, even he said, "What is accounting? It is the art of, you know." Using numbers, or for, for uh, um, what was it? Money, whatever. Managing your money. <laughs> hey, I didn't say I did a good job of learning in accounting. Otherwise, I'd be a gosh darn accountant, right? <laughs> let's let's be clear for everybody, Jim. It is
0: nine thirty your time in, on a Monday. Okay, Monday, so, Monday. If we act a little tired, <sighs> yes, even though the podcast is often fueled by
1: death wish, yeah. we are exhausted by this time. <laughs> So um, just, to, just to put that, like I said, into this perspective, we have to break rules sometimes. You know, like when you yell at your kids, and then you think, uh, was that effective? Was yelling effective? Did it work? You know, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it's, it was the wrong um, choice of, of the use of your voice.
0: kids to listen to me.
1: Um, <laughs> when you go in and ask your grandmother to pass you the salt, you say, Hey, grandma, pass me the fucking salt. Or did you say, Grandma, would you please pass the salt? Again, it's your audience, and it's the intended use of the uh, of the language. You
0: know, Hendrix could have used major or dominant sevens every time he played an E7-sharp-9.
1: But he didn't. Like, no. <laughs> so well, that's the beauty go. of it. What is <laughs> that, quote-unquote, Hendrix chord, the E7-sharp-9? E7-sharp-9. Yeah. He didn't always do that. When he did it, that's the thing. He knew... That's the other. the other point, is he knew how to use that effectively.
0: Yeah, that chord was gnarly sounding even back then, and everybody was like, damn, what is that? Yeah, and then like, the door stuck he used it all the time.
1: Yep, and then the door stuck it into, uh, um, have everybody.
0: myself a beer! To oh, don't blame to them. Everybody, everybody that stuck that into everything.
1: Yep, all of a sudden everybody had to stick that E7, um, what was it, E7 sharp nine or flat nine?
0: Yeah, it's an it's a add nine, but add nine, sharp nine, yeah.
1: Yep, E7 at night everybody had to put it into something. Yeah. And I was like
0: uh, uh. and I, so I'm I'm not even guilty. I'm not even going to pretend like I'm not guilty of that. <laughs> I
1: got a I got an interesting thing for you. Have you ever watched a left-handed player play and then try to play along with them? <laughs>
0: I, all right. All right. All right. So, I got a relevant fact here. Yep. In my hand, I have a Chinese GoPro. Ooh. And right. in this Chinese GoPro was fifty bucks on the Amazon, right? Nice. But the cool thing about it, if you buy the Chinese GoPro, yeah. even though they're not quite as good as the, um, the American designed equivalent, because yep. they're built in China too. Yep. Um it'll get us through gear Fest. Yeah, well, it has all of the uh, all of the attachments on it. Yep. Waterproof case, yep. the the headband. Headband, the headband, which is why I'm talking about this. Because I bought this for the Guitar Resource Collective so I could do some YouTube videos from first person point of view. Oh yeah, looking down at your guitar. Yeah. Seeing the left guy reversed, that's hard to do. Yep. Seeing the guy not left reversed when you're when you're actually it's hard to do. So then like I thought, well, if you do point of
1: view, though, it won't be hard to do because that's exactly what you see. A lot of the newer um, DVDs are doing that. they are giving you POVs.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I really yeah. do. I and I don't see a lot of guys on YouTube doing it. So don't start. Let me do it first, please, people.
1: Get your ass up on that thing. I'm not going to start. I'm, I'm trying. I do, I'm I do trying have two videos I need to make. I got to do that this week. They do my taxes in two videos. So, um, the other thing that, uh, um freaks me out when I see a lefty lefty, is a lefty who plays with the guitar upside down. Um, And so, England Dan and John Coley, one of the two guys, I can't remember which one, England Dan or John Coley. I want to say it was England Dan, played with the guitar upside down and left. And I played, (laughs) so he would play the chords upside down. And the guy from Air Supply, believe it or not, played that way. He played upside down. Uh, Russell Hit not Russell Hitchcock. Graham, a lot Graham of guys raiser.
0: that have actually played upside down. How
1: the hell do you do that? How do you make those chords? The- of course Dude. I can't unthink the chord and rethink the chord that way.
0: Albert King. That's yeah. all I gotta say.
1: Yeah, Albert King that's right, Albert King did that. And but you can't even him- tell. But that's uh-huh. what gave him they say a lot of his distinct use of bends, especially on the lower strings. Is that Albert King because unlike us, who play our our thin strings, um, are the ones that we bend. Albert King bent those big thick strings up the way we bend smaller strings up, and so yeah. that's what gave him that distinct sound when he was playing uh, a lot of his progressions.
0: Yeah, he's you haven't um, heard of him? Go find him.
1: Yep, yep. The Kings, long Albert, S- King, long since gone. Albert don't King. Don't do the
0: B.B. King. No. B.B. King. Albert King, B.B. King. And Burger King. No. <laughs> no. We are not that podcast. Darn it. You mean I Although stole I do, that I from do somebody? Like the guy, I do like the guy that actually made that quote. So if anybody knows who we're talking about, yeah. it's Ho Ho Hoey, I think.
1: Yep. Hoey? Hoey? Yeah. Gary Hoey? Gary Hoey? Gary Hoey. Yeah, don't forget the three kings. Albert King, what do you say, Albert King, BB King, Albert King,
0: BB King, King, and Burger King? But the thing is, uh, Burger King will give you a heart attack.
1: It will. It will. It's it's been working on me. I've got a lot of coupons though left to use yeah.
0: Yeah. on that so, bombshell. Yes. Uh, to steal someone else. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we we were the practical guitars this week. I am David.
1: I am Jim. Thank you for tuning in.
0: Nice talking to all of you.
1: That's right. We love you, baby.